0: From coast to coast, Epic investors are doing the most. It's time for another Epic Field Report.
1: Okay, I am on the phone with Mr. Enrique Santana, an ARIA ACE client, and he had just posted in follow through Friday his first deal that was not a turnkey deal. So I wanted to bring him on and talk to him about it. So, Enrique, hello, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. So let me just read it really quickly. Closed escrow on my first non turnkey house on Monday. Bought it using all cash with 30% equity. Minor rehab began on Tuesday, already working with the lender to do a cash out refi. It will cash flow about $150 after the refi, but that will be an infinite ROI. After refi, I'll be ready to repeat. So
0: congratulations. Thank you. Ben, and uh, how did you find this particular deal? This one, I was uh, pretty much just surfing on the MLS one night. I found this one. The house looked nice. It didn't look like it had needed much work. I checked it out. It was an REO. So mm-hmm. right away, I went and contacted the, the agent. I noticed that the that the price was much lower than most of the other houses in the area. Like I said, it didn't look like it needed much work. So I just gave it a shot. I made an all-cash offer to the agent directly mm-hmm. uh, to see if I could get a better deal. Sweet. So you just found it browsing the internet, yep. browsing the MLS. Yes. Very good. So this particular property, your planned exit strategy, you going to hold on to it? This is a buy and hold. Yes. Okay. Very good. So this one, this one is located, uh, near most of my properties that I bought turnkey through you guys. Okay. So that's so why I was like, okay, I'm already kind of familiar with that market. So let me see if I could just expand a little and make it go a little faster than waiting to build, uh, you know, 20% down for another property or something. Sure. Well, great.
1: Okay. So I, I thought this was going to be local to you, but you bought this, where you bought the other property is that in Birmingham yes. or Indianapolis? This one's in Birmingham. Birmingham. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So with, you got some rehab to do. You're in Los Angeles. This property is in Birmingham. How are you, have you arranged that?
0: I had the property inspected with the same inspector that I used to inspect all the properties I bought with you guys. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much shared the same thing I kind of felt about it that didn't need much work. So then I just contacted the property manager that I'm using already in that, in that area. Mm-hmm. And they said, because I asked them if they could recommend uh, any contractors to, to help you out. And they said they could actually take care of it. So I just went with them and they gave me a bid. And uh, as soon as it closed, the very next day, they had contractors out there. Fantastic. So all right, so awesome. I couldn't believe it. Right. Yeah. It doesn't always happen that way, but it
1: does happen. And uh, it's all about the team on the ground. So good. Yeah. So after the cash out refi, you're, you're going to be cash flowing 150 bucks and your ROI will be infinite.
0: Yeah. So uh, that is changing a little bit from what i First posted, uh, mm-hmm. we got the appraisal done, and it didn't appraise quite as high as I was hoping for. Bought the property for 108, and it came back at 144 in the appraisal. I only needed about 8,000 for rehab costs, mm-hmm. so that put me at 116. So once I do the cash out refi, I'll actually be cash flowing more. I'll be a uh, cash flowing around 390 a month, mm-hmm. and it won't be infinite returns anymore, but it'll be around 78% ROI. Well that's better than a sharp stick in the eye. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> right? Don't need too many of those to make an impact
1: on, yeah. on your cash flow, right? Yeah, so so this um, I was actually really excited
0: about this one. <laughs> great. That's great. So what's the biggest lesson that you learned in this transaction? I want to say biggest lesson is trust the people that I have on the ground already. Mm-hmm. Um, so far it's it's worked. Sweet. Yeah, I think uh, you know, your your team on the ground is kinda like
1: your dentist, it's kinda like your car mechanic when when you find a good one, you want to hold on to them because they can really make everything a lot easier.
0: Yeah. So, how are you going to celebrate? <laughs> I'm just going to reinvest the money. I'm actually working on the working on doing some deals here in Los Angeles now. So, I don't really want to celebrate until I actually do something over here. Well, got it. Well, I'll be here. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> all right. So, all right, Enrique, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we'll
1: do this again. Sounds good. Okay. Take care. All right. This is Tereo Media. Okay, well, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. I got a really special show to you today or for you today. Uh, Today, I'm joined by creator of the Deal Machine app, which uh, has really brought old school, traditional, time-honored strategy of real estate investing into the new world and and combined it with technology and really made something that used to be kind of challenging and cumbersome, really simple. He's, uh helps aspiring investors flip homes with the point-and-click app, simply take a picture of the house, and the app searches the owner, gives you their phone number, and sends the owner a piece of direct mail offering to, to buy their property right from your phone. And I was like, this is amazing because <laughs> it's such a good way to find leads, but it can be rather cumbersome and tedious and time-consuming, and a lot of uh, lead management can go into that practice and – you know, like any sort of prospecting that uh, it can become tiring and the more that you can streamline it and make it easy, uh, the better it's going to be. All righty. So without further ado, please help me welcome Mr. David Letko to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. David, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome Matt. You.
2: Thanks. Thanks so Where much.
1: So uh, we, t- we ran into we crossed paths I don't know, like six months ago or so, and I just, you had explained to me what your app does. And I said, that is so cool. I think that's going to be really big. And uh, for one reason or another, we just didn't venture any further from that conversation. But um, we have a mutual friend who said, hey, you should look into that again. I said, yes, because we've had a couple people. We've run something here at the beginning of our shows called uh, Epic Field Reports, where people come in, they share how they found their last deal, and they kind of walk people through step by step. And we've had a couple of those this year that they said they found it on the Deal Machine app. And I was like, there's that Deal Machine app guy again. So (laughs) let's get him on the show. So, welcome, David. Glad you're here. Thank
2: you so much. Really you're glad there. to be here.
1: Yes, awesome. Uh, so, let, let me ask you this: What were you um, doing just prior to building this app, and, and what inspired it? Yeah. So, I was working as a software developer, and the
2: inspiration came from reading "Rich Dad, Poor Dad." I wanted to not like get into real estate, but instead of funneling money to stocks where I didn't have a lot of control, that book really turned me on to buying a rental property or two as a way to save for retirement. So that's how I got started doing it.
1: Okay, good. So what, what kind of software were you
2: developing before then? It's actually called Chapter Builder for fraternities and sororities. It's a CRM
1: that they can use for recruiting new members. Got it, okay. And then uh, the book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, like it's you know, inspired so many others into different directions of life. You were able to kind of take your, your technology, your technological skills? And then combine it with that book and you came up with this, right? Yeah, it wasn't even meant
2: to be a business. I was looking for properties myself. I was driving around. I wanted to buy a property with equity. Mm -hmm. uh, A weekend project, I made this like really basic version uh, of doing the manual steps. So being a software developer was really just trying to solve
1: my own problem. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, it's how some of the greatest inventions ever (laughs) came up from someone trying to solve their own problem, right? Yeah. Perfect. Um, okay, so just if, if people aren't up to speed, what we're talking about is the time-honored strategy of driving for dollars, where you drive through neighborhoods, you look for houses that look like they might be in some sort of distress, you look for certain signs, and uh, you, typically you'd have to write down the address, maybe take a picture of the house, you drive back to your office, then you go do a title search, then you might have to do a skip trace to find the phone number, and then you might go ahead and write them a letter and put it in the envelope and send it off and then wait, Right. And then you have to keep track of everyone that you sent a letter to and then, you know, time your follow-ups and stuff like that. So, very like I kind of started the show, very tedious process. But if you've read the book, um, one of the books that really helped me out a lot, like, uh, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad gave me the idea and the Mm -hmm. concept, but it really fell short in the how-to, right? Mm -hmm. And the next book that really kind of connected those dots for me was The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by uh, Gary Keller. And Uh inside, he interviewed a bunch of millionaire real estate investors. And inside of there, they talked about what's their primary or their major sources of off-market deals, and the first one was um, relationships. Okay, that was number one. Second one was guests. Driving for dollars, walking neighborhoods. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and the third one was referrals. So I yeah. mean, this book was released a little while ago, and I don't know if you know the internet was what it was then, or what the were uh, direct mail, where people were finding deals where they are finding with direct mail. But those are the time honor ways, the way it's been done for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we just kind of bring the old school in with the new school with the Deal Machine app. And so that's what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. I guess. I'll, I'll stop talking because you know more a li- about it than I do, but I just kind of want to put some context around why I think this is so effective and why it's working so well for the people already inside of the Epic community. So why don't you explain to me, I guess, how it works. Exactly. And
2: I've had somebody ask me too, who's new to real estate, why does deal machine work? And I thought it was a funny question because it's not like it does anything that wasn't being done before, but it just allows you to do it so much faster and, and scale that method of finding deals. Mm-hmm. You know, so- You basically just take a picture of the house and it tells you who owns the property and you can press a button right there on the spot to launch a direct mail campaign to the owner. And the mail is pretty special. It features a picture of the house. So that's going to help you get a higher response rate. It's going to be something that they've never seen before come through their mailbox, you know, the actual picture. And then also there's another button you can press to go ahead and look up their phone number, email address, and other properties that they own. And it's really that simple Plus you can have other people drive for you with their own unique logins and we can get into the details of that, but that can actually help you leverage your time even more than just automating
1: the, the lookup and sending out mail. Got it. So it's really that simple. I mean, we just yeah. walk through the whole app. That's it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So the, uh, I guess let's kind of walk through and what would be the typical type of property or what are some of the things that you'd look for in a property? That would uh, suggest this is one that I should take a picture of and send them a postcard. Yeah, so, exactly. So you know, I'd love to wait. walk
2: through some of those things. You know, yeah, please. About six or seven. And the first one that I notice is that the property is vacant. So uh, a good sign for that would be that the mailbox is overflowing, or maybe there's newspapers piled up in the driveway. Uh, another couple of things might be, you know, there's like a notice on the the front of the house, or you know, the grass is like overgrown, and so. Um, mm-hmm. those are signs of vacancy. Another one might be if the window blinds are wide open and you can just look through the house and tell there's nothing in there. You so. see that it's
1: actually vacant. Yeah, that's <laughs> the first one. Uh-huh, right? Very good. You know, I was just thinking, like, the other part that's so cool about what you do is that probably in the last year or so, the street view postcards have become so popular. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of taking whatever Google has on file, putting it on a postcard. And those response rates have been really good. But this is even kind of beats that, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it's definitely uh, you're able to tell that it's it's a unique angle, you know, and it's like not coming from the the street imagery that they might have seen before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to go off of my separate from my list here for a second and say a lot of people only do, um, you know, out of state owners. Uh, But I want to say don't be afraid of a house that's actually owned by the person uh, because, Uh, the the second thing I had on my list is general disrepair. So just in general, does it have a tarp on the roof? Does it have a sagging gutter? Does it have just maintenance that obviously needs to be done to the house? Um, so that's, that's how I actually got my very first deal. And it's the second item on my list. Um, but I I know a lot of people think, oh, it has to be an absentee owner, which means the owner lives out of state. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. More of my deals have been actually owner occupied that had maintenance needed done to it. So I wanted to add that tip as well.
1: Got it. Sweet. Okay. What's the next sign of of a distressed property or a potential deal?
2: Yeah. This, so this one is a little bit. It's one that you
1: wouldn't expect, but I think window
2: air conditioning units are a really good tip. And the reason why is because a lot of a lot of newer homes will have central air built in, mm-hmm. and you know, putting in a central air system may cost four to six thousand dollars, can add a lot of value to the house. Yet, if the home doesn't have that. I think that's a, a good indicator that maybe there's something uh, else that is you know may need to be done to the house. Uh, some other reason why you know that owner may need to end up selling it at some point. So I think unless you live in like a moderate climate like Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, where you know central air is just like not needed because it's not hot, uh, mm-hmm. that can be a really good example to look
1: for as well. Sweet. All right. So we got vacancy, general disrepair, and mm-hmm. then looking at the the AC units could suggest there's updates needed in the property, right? Yeah. Okay. Very good. What's next? What else?
2: Yeah. So the next one is, again, something I didn't anticipate when I was first looking for these types of homes, but that's accessibility ramps. And uh, a few of my deals have actually been done, you know, from, unfortunately, you know, somebody who passed away or somebody who ended up going into a retirement home. And so those homes had accessibility ramps And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, a couple of those ended up calling and doing deals with now that's on my radar that if it has an accessibility ramp, that it just may mean the owner is aging. And so they may need to sell their house at some point in the near future.
1: Got it. That's a I I would have never thought of that one, actually, but that's a good one. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, What else got more? Yeah, I do. So I had mentioned tall grass earlier and Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of revisit that because I think that's a really good one. But some others would be, you know, in maybe even like A and B neighborhoods where a lot of the houses have great landscaping. If you find a house that has like unkempt bushes, uh, that might be another good indicator if they're not trimmed, for example. Uh, Something that a normal homeowner might do. But if somebody is like really stressed out for whatever situation may be going on in their lives, isn't going to tend to their bushes until like the very last thing. So that might be a really good example. And then somebody from California added to my list. And they're like, Hey, we don't have grass out here, you know, like it's Uh pretty common. Uh, So they'll have like turf lawns or something like that. Uh, But I guess think about, think about in hot climates like California, if, uh, if there's a house on the block that has like a grass lawn that looked like it just totally got neglected uh, or something like that, you know, definitely keep that in mind too, based on your location. And in the wintertime, if there's snow on the ground, but there's no footprints or tire tracks, that can also be a good landscaping uh, thing to look out for as well. That's one I
1: would have never thought of because it doesn't snow here in California either.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's got a slightly different version of this based on where they live.
1: Very good. Yeah, no, totally. I guess that would be a little bit uh, geographic specific in some of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any red flags or anything that you have seen in the past that you might want to stay away from?
2: Yeah. So in my market, I stay away from houses that are too distressed. I used to get very excited about those houses, mm-hmm. but it ended up being like, oh, I can get this for $5,000 under contract. I actually got one. So it <laughs> turned out pretty well, but I think it was kind of more rare. If it's too distressed and you're, and you're looking to wholesale, it, I think it's really hard to, to tackle those types of deals because there's just not a whole lot of room to, to sell it to somebody else for a bigger profit. So mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy for somebody in California to think a house could be sold for $5,000. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about Indianapolis where the prices are really affordable. And if the house is just in a bad neighborhood where the max ARV is $50,000 for a house in perfect condition, mm-hmm. just, sometimes you just can't bring the house back. And so it's not worth spending a lot of time on those deals.
1: So saw a lot of those when I was first getting started. I was like, well, you can buy a house in, in Detroit, Michigan for a dollar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you got to bulldoze the house, pay the fines to knock it down, or yep. whatever and then, else. So uh, you
1: 50 grand in and your ARV is 40. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Tough to do. Very good. So I know you've been um, working with a lot of. Uh, your clients obviously are all real estate investors. You're a real estate investor. So I know you, you've got kind of your pulse, your finger on the pulse of what's going on. What, what are you seeing or any sort of feedback you're getting as like best practices? What's working now?
0: Mm,
2: Good question. I think that a lot of people start off using direct mail and I would say fewer people will do cold calling. Mm -hmm. And I think, driving for dollars is one of those really high ROI lists because it's, you know, your own unique, et cetera. And so the direct mail with the picture can be really effective, but I would also suggest to go ahead and give that, that owner a call or or text message as well. A lot of investors aren't willing to do that because it's just easier to push a button sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I would say if you could build that into your process, I think it would pay off.
1: Mm -hmm. Got it. So driving for dollars is pretty much what it sounds like. You you Mm -hmm. get in the car You drive around up and down the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And what's nice is you're building a list that's local and it's convenient to where you live, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you start taking pictures. And then uh, where does that data go? Like, is it to stay in your phone? Well, it's your data. So it doesn't go anywhere unless you tell it to go somewhere. Mm -hmm.
2: But you can access it on your phone. You can access it on your computer as well. And you can export it. You can send it automatically to your CRM. Mm -hmm. And... That's pretty much the extent of of where the data is.
1: Right. It's good. It's a, it's an app with not a whole lot of moving parts, at least for the user, right?
2: We want it to be very simple because we know that's what allows you to repeat it. And and you need to repeat that process to
1: be successful. Got it. So then let's see. Um you were saying something before and I and I actually read this on your uh your website. We have something kind of that we do as as a practice. And that's not, not ours exclusively. People have called it the, you know, you go out and start recruiting bird dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a a feature of our system called uh, property finders where we can go out and we can recruit people. And the whole system trains them on how to go and find properties for us. Yeah. Okay. And I think you had something kind of similar like that. I actually just saw on your website before we hopped on the call that those could be a really good um, companions with each other, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, how does, how does um, if you were to have a bird dog and you, get, do you buy them their own app, how does that work?
2: You don't have to buy them any additional apps and they can't spend your money. So you don't have to worry about that. But what you can do is just send them an invitation and it's going to give them instructions on how to just get the app so they won't mess up the sign up process and so they won't mess up any of your deals. In fact, they can't even see any of your deals. They can only submit deals to you. Uh, and, and the app makes it really easy for them to do that. And then also it's easy for both of you to track the number of deals that each person sent you. So you can pay them however you'd like to. Got it. So it, yeah. it, it, identifies who sent that to you, right? Absolutely. And um, I don't know if you guys have a recommended way that you, you would pay a bird dog, but we, we've got kind of three, three different
1: options essentially that we, sure, no, that's, a, that's a common question. How do you guys do it?
2: Yeah. So I've, there's three ways um, you can do hourly, you can do, per deal added, or you can do per deal that you close on. And so uh, if you're going to find somebody, the most consistent way is to do hourly, I would say, you know, um, think about an Uber driver. Uh, They always think they're going to make 20 an hour, you know, driving. And I think it's actually less and you could offer them more consistency for 15 an hour and you just have to kind of direct them where you want them to go and what types of houses that you Mm -hmm. want them to look for and the the second option, maybe if you don't have the budget to commit to somebody hourly, uh, would be you know dollar per house that they add, so that way it takes a little bit of the risk off if they you know aren't performing as well you're only going to pay them for what they submit mm-hmm. and then the third one, uh, especially if you have a lower budget and you have family members that, that want to help you out, give them access, and you can just pay them like a hundred five hundred dollar fee uh, we've even seen as much as a thousand you know dollar fee if you close on one of those properties. Uh, a lot of people love that because you don't pay until you make money. Mm-hmm. But the downside is it's hard to find a consistent person that's going to hang around for three, you know one to two to right. three months in order for you to get a deal, which is how long it takes sometimes on those. So we would recommend that payment structure for like a family member that you, you have a relationship with already.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Well, good. So you don't have to do it all yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Uber driver, that's a good idea. Right. They're driving around anyway, waiting for their app to their own app to go off. Right.
2: And and a lot of times,
1: you know, they they kind of sit around
2: waiting for a ride. But if they're working for you, they can just go and and look for houses anytime.
1: Got it. Are there any other people out there that kind of kind of fit that mold or that that avatar?
2: Yeah. So I had this guy. uh, I talked to a few different mailmen and Mm -hmm. I think they're really good. ones. Yeah, especially the mailman that is different. So if you see a mailman that's different that day, he's probably a substitute mailman, which means he has a different route every day. Mm. So it's great to talk to them. And I think the structure that works best for them is like dollar per house that they submit. And I mm. would go I would go higher dollar amount for the mailman. I would say, hey, I'll pay you like five bucks for a house that you see that meets his qualifications. Mm-hmm. Because you know he he, he otherwise he 's probably not going to be interested because he 's he's delivering mail, et cetera, got his hands full literally, so that 's what I would recommend for a mailman
1: yeah, they could have some amazing insight on who 's getting their foreclosure notice or Dash, their tax lien absolutely. you want
2: that person on your team
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> what an insight. Um, what are some of the ways that uh, your clients are finding these people
2: so I think we 've uh, experimented ourselves with craigslist and also indeed i personally prefer indeed and i actually have a sample job posting that i use mm-hmm. and i'd be happy to share a link to if you're curious okay. the google doc um, craigslist is another one the downside of craigslist i figured i figured out though is a lot of times they will not be as consistent um, so if somebody somebody that's like on indeed is looking for more of a permanent you know type situation so it just depends on what you're looking for Mm-hmm. Got it. And uh, also, whenever your deal finders get a deal, some of our power users will post that on social media, and then even run ads mm-hmm. about that about that success story, and they'll use that to attract more deal finders. And so we haven't mentioned this yet, but Deal Machine has like a like a like an enterprise level plan mm-hmm. that uh, we actually have like a funnel page built into that, so that you can direct people from like an ad or from a Craigslist ad, and it goes straight to your funnel page for signing up
1: deal finders specifically. So, oh, nice. Yeah, really. Well, what helps. else does it do that I haven't asked? I thought we were done, <laughs> but it does all kinds of cool stuff. What else? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So the, the basic plan, it's going to have the ability to add three deal finders, and the enterprise plan gives you unlimited deal finders. So okay. you can just funnel as many people that way. It's got the sign-up funnel to make it really easy for them to, to come from an ad straight to learn about your business and the whole process. We, we've got all the explainers done for you, a special training video for the deal finders for you. And let's see, it, um, it actually reduces the cost of the, of the mail that you're sending out. If you're going to send that out with, with the deal machine app from currently 99 cents down to 80 cents. And let's see what else. What is that it sending? It's sending just a postcard, right? It's a full color postcard with the picture on the front and the back. Yep. Okay. So yeah. That will mm-hmm. catch their attention. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say most people choose that because they want to have all the unlimited team members. Um, but if you have uh, you know, somebody that you want to have like full access or maybe specialized access beyond just a deal finder adding deals um, you can have like more of like a partner, in your program as well. So you can say this person can see other people's deals, but they can't delete deals and they can't export my deals. And so that's the enterprise gives you a lot of that flexibility.
1: Got it. Got it. You know, before we started recording, you were sharing on the, on the screen, you got we're able to share your phone. You want to give a quick demo of what that looks like? Yeah, I would love to. People on the podcast, they'll, they'll have to go to YouTube to see this demo. But uh, those that are watching on YouTube, they'll be able to see it. All right, I'm bringing it up right now. Sure. This will be at epicrei.tv for those of you that want to see. All right. So this
2: is uh, this brand new map feature that we've got coming out. And it basically allows you to scan a subdivision very quickly and like get the property data. So even if you're not right in front of the house, mm-hmm. um, you can see down below there, I'm pinning over the property. It's giving me the address. And I can very quickly just add it, see who owns it and then start that mail campaign. So I can sell this, this property is owner occupied. Let's see about um, next door, probably also owner occupied. Oh, it's an absentee owner. So what you can do from there is actually add a picture of a house. So I'll, I'm sitting at my desk now, so I'm just gonna pick one from my, my phone and we'll do this house. All right, and so once I've got that deal added, now you can see I can start the mailers or do the enhanced search. So mm-hmm. real quick, let's just see if I can get a phone number for this property owner. All right, got three phone numbers and three additional addresses that this person owns. Mm-hmm. And so um, here's, here's what the mail looks like. You can tell that real quick. And I'm going to switch it to one of my favorite postcards. We've got a few different designs. And uh, the the one called Blocks is my favorite because I just like the way that the feature, the picture and the, the face is on there. Oh, nice. So, Yeah, so you can actually customize what the postcard says. And again, we've got different designs you can choose from too. You can set up campaigns to be sequential if you want to get that sophisticated with it, which a lot of people do like. And uh, in fact, you know, I can also just call them up right here. I've got two different mobile numbers so I can call or text uh, and then a work phone right in the app. Um, Yeah, so let me start this. Oh, this isn't this guy's house. So uh, maybe I won't send the mail now, but that's as easy as it is. It's just pressing the start mailers button.
1: you be like, what my house looks like that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's good. So now we're talking about this. Um, so you've looked up some phone numbers. I imagine you can just click the phone number right from your phone or it'll start dialing. Exactly. Okay. Or same for sending a text or sending a text. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, what does the, uh, the investment an investor would have to make in using the app, like what what is the price structure? How does that work?
2: Yep. So uh, the cost is first of all you get a thirty day free trial, and mm-hmm. you want to do that by going to this URL on this um, podcast. But yep. there's there's also a forty nine dollar a month fee and ninety nine cent postcard with mail with the distressed properties that you're finding. Driving it takes about adding two hundred properties and then mailing at least three times. So on the app, we've got the campaigns and the repeat mail feature. And so I do every 21 days. So I would send that three times and I would do that for 200 houses. And that's what I would do in order to expect to get one deal.
1: Okay. So have 200 houses, mail them each three times, that should equal a deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, good numbers. Um,
2: so that's about six to seven, $700 just on the safe side. Invested in dollars
1: in order to get a deal, right? That's a lot cheaper than than most people's acquisition costs for direct mail. Sweet. I feel like this whole interview came out sounding like a commercial, and I and maybe it is. <laughs> but I I've just I, I liked it so much, and it's been proven before. I even got caught wind of it by people that I know and trust. And so I just wanted to you know share the spotlight with you and, and put that on your on your opportunity here. So if you want to To get in touch with David, you can go directly to dealmachine.com, but he's put together a really special epic offer that he hasn't made anywhere else. So he gave it to us exclusively. We've dubbed it the epic Thirty Thirty offer where the community can get 30 days free trial and as well as $30 of direct mail credit. So essentially you could send out for 30 days, you could send out 50 pieces of mail, take it for a nice test spin and potentially even have your first deal under contract. Before a payment is even due. So, really appreciate that, David. And thank you for sharing that. Um, you can go to uh, Driving for Dollars with Epic. I guess we should give away the domain name so they could actually take advantage of the 3030 deal. Mm-hmm. We almost forgot that. So, Driving for Dollars with Epic.com, Driving for Dollars with Epic.com for you on YouTube. I'll put that on the screen. And then uh, for you on the podcast, I guess you can push pause and, and write it down later. But we may try to make it really simple. Driving for dollars with Epic.com. That'll take you right to the thirty thirty deal. And you are on your way. Always new and exciting to get new lead generation ideas and, and strategies. And, uh, you know, you brought something that we know has proven to work historically. And you just made it all that much easier. So thank you for everything that you do, David.
2: Thank you so much, Matt.
1: You bet. I will. Uh, I'll see you next time. We'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Take care. All right. So to your success. God bless. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. See you next week on another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. Take care. Yeah,
0: yeah, we got the
1: cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow.